With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, did something take control of her car while she was driving? She thought it was the spirit of a little boy But he wasn't a little boy's spirit at all. What was it? This is Real Ghost Stories Online. If you have a real ghost story, call it in 855-853-4802 or write it in at realghoststoriesonline.com and you can become a premium subscriber. And with that, you get access to all of the shows without the commercials. You'll get advanced episodes and access to the archive. You can sign up super easy through Apple Podcasts, where you can try it for three days free. You can also sign up through patreon.com slash realghoststories or at ghostpodcast.com. I am Carol Hughes, and Harper's with me today. Hello, hello, hello. This story gives me something else to kind of be freaked out about. Did something take control of her car while she was driving? Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Oh, that is. Ooh, I don't like that. That's something else to be freaked out about. Because I've heard of, I've heard of like ghosts like taking control of like electronic toys or like a Ouija boards, but a car. And you think that cars aren't haunted? Although we did have my niece on. This has been a couple of years ago. Tony and I did an episode together, and my niece sold her car because she was convinced it was haunted, and she had this really weird incident in a parking lot where. She hit something and got out to see what it was that she had hit. And her car was damaged and there was nothing there. <laughs> She's like, I have no idea to this day what I hit. Because there was absolutely maybe, nothing there. Maybe it was person. There was no person? Oh. There, you know, it was a big open parking lot. And she sent pictures of the parking lot. Because she immediately, when she didn't see anything there, she's like, what the F? And so she took pictures and sent them to me. She's like, how did I hit something here? Like, and I'm like, well, maybe you hit a car. She goes, there was no cars. Like she, I can't remember if it was their back bumper or front bumper, but she hit something. So she sold it. She was convinced that the car was on it after that. And, but to me, you know, I don't think of cars being haunted. Do you think no, that car do you think the car could be haunted or do you think it could be something that's following the person into the car? Honestly, I think it's both and it just depends. <sighs> I don't want my car to ever be haunted. It's not haunted today. I know that. Especially to the point where it takes control of the vehicle. I don't like that. That and that's dangerous. Extremely. So let's give this one a listen to and see what it's all about. Here we go. Hey, it's Caitlin. So I wanted to tell you my story about this time we were in Somerset, Kentucky. I consider myself to be a psychic medium. And at the time, I was friends with these three girls. I still am with one of them. But uh, we were going to see the movie It. It was in a drive-in theater in Somerset. 
clowns don't scare me whatsoever. Like, I am really not freaked out by clowns and things like that. I really wasn't in the mindset of, oh, my gosh, I'm nervous to go watch this movie or anything. I was driving down the road, and my friend Jim was in the passenger seat. And I noticed that she was going to take a picture of all of us in the car. So I um, prepped myself with the camera, which not really because I was talking. And she gets a photo, and she's like, oh, my gosh, pull over. And we were like, oh, no, because we were all a part of this, like, ghost hunting crew. Like, we were friends with demonologists and other people like us. And, you know, I was like, oh, no. We were pulled over, and we were looking at the photo, and behind Jennifer's head, you can see this little boy, and it is the creepiest thing ever. If you all want me to send you the photo, I totally can. Um, And also in the back seat, there was a rearview mirror that obviously does not exist, and you can see cars in the rearview mirror that doesn't exist. (laughs) So that had us freaked out, and so we decided to talk to the dad during spirit while we were on the side of the road, because that's normal. I was asking it, how old are you? Where'd you die? Blah, 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 blah. Trying to get like a basis because usually when I'm dealing with spirits, I like to cross them over or any some sort of way I can help to get them out of this realm and into the next. Yeah, we were talking to it and it said it had died on the bridge that we had crossed. That it died in a wreck in like the 1920s or something like that in the bridge that we had crossed. And it's a pretty cool bridge in Somerset. So we kept asking it its name, and it gave us, like, the first letter of the name and, like, the last letter. So we tried to look up obituaries and stuff like that. But we went to the movie, and I am I consider myself a pretty good driver. I don't think I'm, like, the worst driver in the whole wide world. I have never, ever missed that drive-in. I have always been, like, on point with the drive-in because we went so much. And then all of a sudden, I was about to miss and swerve in there. I mean, it was the scariest thing ever. Like, I'm I'm swerving into the drive-in. It's like I couldn't control the wheel. And, like, my car started skidding and crap. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I never do crap like that. That Like, that just boggled me. When I was uh, going into the drive-in, we were sitting there waiting for the movie to start. And I'm like, I don't think that I was in control of the car. I feel like it was that little boy because he talked about how he had died in a wreck. And I was like, that's weird. I'm going to talk to him again. So we're all sitting there, and I'm talking to him again. And I was like, hey, were you the reason that um, my car did that crazy crap? And it said yes. Well, I started to get a little concerned with it, but I was like, maybe he was showing me how he had gotten the car accident. Dumb me was still trying to figure out how to do this whole um, medium thing. Like, I had seen a lot of things, but I never really practicing, like, crossing over stuff like that. So I continued to um, talk to the spirit and stuff like that. I get to know it. Well, one day I decided to talk to it on my own. I went home. I talked to it. And um, I was alone, and all my other three friends were at their own houses. And I was like, okay, if you want me to help you and find the person that you want to talk to or get the message to before you cross over, I need a name because I can't run off of nothing. I have to have a name in order to find family that's related in order to talk to them. Well, this little boy, and I can tell you exactly what he looked like. He had blonde hair. He was pretty pale 
uh, wore these little overalls. Um, he had blue eyes, and um, he was about, like, up to my hip height. And um, I kept asking his name. He kept giving me different names every time. So he'd give me one first name, and then he'd give me a different one the next time, and then a different one, and same with the last name. And that's when it started to freak me out because I was like, hey, if you're wanting help, you're not going to sit here and not give me the right name. So that kind of sketched me out. And then I got this really weird feeling. Like this is the point where I'm sitting in my room and I can see him and I'm talking to him. And then I kind of just look at him and I go, you're not a little boy. And then like this smile he had on his face started to go down. And it's like, you're not a little boy. I kept repeating that over and over again. And his face literally went from this happy little boy to like such a pissed off face. I mean, it looked like he wanted to hurt me mad. And I was like, you're not a little boy. And the last time I said it, it's like his little boy persona melted off of him. It was this little, like, it wasn't even really tall. It was like a mid-sized, like, deep hold eyes. It's like you took your fingers and like rubbed it into some clay. It looked like his eye sockets were melted almost. And like there was these sharp little, almost like shark teeth and there's multiple rows of them. And he was like a navy blue grayish color and he was he wasn't even a little boy. That thing was an entity. I mean it was just so scary. And I remember freaking out. I had a little thing of sage, and I saged my room, and then I put a line of salt in um, my doorway, and I put a line of salt down the hall so it couldn't get to her. So it was trapped in what is our um, living room slash kitchen area, and my grandmother always leaves her phone to charge in the kitchen. She never takes it to bed with her. She leaves it in the kitchen to charge. Well, I put it out there, and I was like, I don't think so. All night long, I see shadows. I was FaceTiming my now husband. Well, I'm laying there, and I know that little boy's out there, and he wants me to go out there because he wanted me. Well, he knew I wasn't going to go out there, so what does he do? So my grandmother's phone this old lady that don't really have that many friends, and it's 3 in the morning, her phone starts going ding, 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 over and over again, like notification after notification. Sometimes it would triple up, and to me, that's a sign of like a mock of a trinity, and I start freaking at him like Stephen, her phone's going off, which is my now husband, and he's like, oh, she's just getting text messages. I'm like, Stephen, she is not getting text messages. So I was like, okay, you stay on FaceTime and I'll go to sleep. So I go to sleep finally at Lord knows what time because I was just fretted up. I was so freaked out. And then I wake up the next morning and I asked my grandmother, I said, so who was messaging you all last night? Like you kept getting notifications all night long. And she's like, what messages? What notifications? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I didn't have anything on my phone last night. I got one call from your uncle, but that's it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Then when she left the house one day, I cleansed it because I was like, I can't afford for this thing to stay in here. And after that, it had left. And I definitely learned from that experience. I learned to see through 
personas that uh, spirits like to put on, and that took a lot of training. I really hope you select this story, and thank you so, 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 so much. So for me personally, there's a lot of things in that story that kind of freak me out. (laughs) What about you, Harper? I'm sorry, the part where it describes sharp teeth and, like, and, like, the eyes that, oof, I do, I do not do that. Well, and, like, the fact that, you know, she feels like it took over her car while she's driving it. And the way it, like, almost, like, melted, as she said, I, oof, I do not like that. Yeah, so she thinks it's a child spirit, and then it's like, oh, it's just masking, like, it's pretending to be a child spirit. That's what's so creepy about such innocent spirits, because you don't know... Because you don't know if it's like, oof, if it's just like masking or if it's like actually like a child or something. <laughs> See, and here's the thing. I don't feel like I'm equipped to deal with anything like that. Neither am I. You know, I don't have, I wouldn't even think like the salt thing. I'd be like, I've heard I've talked about salt. What do I do with it? I'm panicked in this moment. I have no sage. You know, it's like. Does this regular table salt work? I don't know. Sea salt okay? I don't know. Is gas station salt okay? <laughs> Those little packets, is that enough? From Sonic. That would just freak me out. Everything about that. I think she handled it really well, much better than I would have handled it. But even I then. I freaked it, out running out of the car. I mean, even then, I think she was pretty freaked out. But how does the, so did they just initially drive over that bridge and then the thing kind of jumped in, attached itself? Like, how does that work? It makes me wonder if it's something with the bridge. Yeah, because, and it, I think it was because they were talking about a car accident. They, I don't think they could ever find anything for sure that said, yes, there was a car accident and a little boy died, but you know, if it was like in the 1920s, it might be hard to find reports on it. You know, maybe your local library doesn't have all of the old newspapers that would have been around. I don't know. Everything about that just creeps me out. There's I'm glad. Out too. I'm glad we're recording this in the daytime because that's one of those that I would have nightmares about. I would not be able to record this at night. <laughs> no. No, that would just be mean for you, Harper. Yes, it would be, Carol. I just need cute little ghost stories. So from here on out, they're just cute. I don't know that this next one's cute, though. Oh. (laughs) So let's find out. I'm going to read it. I put this together before I said I just want cute ghost stories for you. So let's see what it is. So here's the next story. It says, when I was a child, my family moved to a rural town with a railroad running right down the middle of town. Our house was only about a block from the railroad. We lived in this house for many years, and my father still lives there today. The house was very old and built with a basement that mirrored the layout of the main floor, as well as a large attic. Over the years, I encountered what I always thought was a ghost of some kind. When I was six, I saw her for the first time. I was down in the basement playing with some toys when a girl who looked maybe 15 years old in a black dress with long black hair, stepped out from underneath the stairs. She smiled at me and waved, 
then stepped back where she came from. She was only there for a moment or two, but I distinctly remember not being afraid. I mentioned it over dinner to my father, so after dinner, he took me downstairs and showed me that the only thing in the little room beneath the stairs was the hot water tank. The next time I saw her, I was around 10. We had just gotten home from grocery shopping when I saw her peeking at me from the basement stairwell. She was leaning around the corner to watch me, but she disappeared as soon as my mother came to get me. I saw her briefly about a year later while I was downstairs doing homework on the computer. I caught sight of her in the reflection on the glass of the monitor. It surprised me, so I turned around to look, but she was gone. When I was 15, I encountered something again. My father was in the main bathroom at the time, so I had to shower in the basement bathroom. While I was in there, I heard the door open and a silhouette appeared on the shower curtain. I knew my father was the only one home at the time, so it really shook me up to think that someone was in there with me. I didn't know what else to do, so I just asked if I could get some privacy. I, that would kind of, I don't know that that's what I think I would scream or something before I would go, can I get some privacy? <laughs> I think that he handled it quite well, but I don't know that I could have done that. Yeah. Um, I got out of the shower. Oh, the silhouette vanished. I got out of the shower, got dressed quickly as I could, ran out of the basement. I don't know if it was the girl or something else. I still hope that it was. And I think that means referring back to the girl, maybe. Yeah. The last time I ever saw her was the day I went off to college. I was going through the house to make sure I had everything I was taking with me. I had just finished going through the basement when I saw the same black-haired girl sitting on the foot of the steps. She didn't look at me or even move. She just sat there for a moment or two until she just disappeared. I visit my father on the holidays, but I've never seen the girl again. I don't really know what to make of it all. Maybe you'll know more than I do. I really appreciate having someone to tell this to. Thanks for your time, Grayson. So what do you think? Oh, that's creepy. Uh, I'm sorry. There's just something... We have so many stories about a girl with black hair. I know it's not like specifically like one entity, but it's just like, I'm sorry. It's just like similarities. Um, But I do find it. I I do find that part where she's like, can I please have some privacy? Like really funny. I know. I know. Cause I think I would have screamed like, holy shit, I'm in the bathroom and I'm taking a shower and somebody's watching me. Because that's a very vulnerable place to be, is naked yes, in a shower. Is. And why is it there? Yeah. You know what my thoughts are on this story? So yeah. I'm assuming Grayson is a boy. And it kind of sounds like she connected with him. Like she liked him. And it made me kind of sad at that last time I ever saw her was the day I went off to college And I saw her sitting on the foot of the steps. She didn't look at me or even move. She just sat there for a moment or two until she disappeared. It was almost like she knew and she was sad. Like he was going away. And it seems like if that was the case that he might still see her when he visits his dad. But now he's also older and, you know, you're going to college and there's a million things on your brain at all times. And 
So maybe it's harder for her to get through to him. I don't know. Maybe she moved on. Would really be a good book. It would make a good book. Like some kind of love story sort of thing. Because it just feels like he's a kid. She was a teenager that there was a connection she felt to him. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe in your spare time, Harper, you could start that book. Well, maybe. You got any spare time? You got this week off. You can start it. I do. I have this week off so I can read like five novels. (laughs) And you can start your own. What a great idea. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. You could be a published author by the time you're 12. <laughs> if you get right on it and work every weekend and in the evenings, you can get that. I don't even think done. that's legal to be a published author by the time you're 12. I don't know. I think it could be legal. And I would maybe be so not. proud of you. I'm going to wait a little while before I write anything. Okay. But I do think that would make a great story. You're right. It would. It really would. I just think, I think that's something kind of sad and beautiful about that at the same time. If you have a real ghost story, share it with us. You can call it in 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You can become a premium subscriber, no commercials, advanced episodes, access to the archives, Sign up through Apple Podcasts. You can also sign up through patreon.com slash realghoststories or at ghostpodcast.com. And for all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thank you for listening.